Sounds like audio crisp. Welcome to the North End Podcast, where three Canadians and an Englishman talk about English soccer. On today's episode, we've got lots of transfer talk, lots of news to get through. It's silly season after all, and our special guest, Simi, from Manchester City's Supporters Club here in Toronto. Football, beer, banter, repeat. This is the North End. Welcome to the North End Podcast, guys. I am here with Mr. Paul Forrest. How are you, sir? Uh, my team's season is officially done, and the Raptors playoff has just begun. Oh. So I'm I'm okay. I you're guess. better. You're better now because the Raptors uh, are doing very well. Luke, Luke, how are you today, brother? Oh, I'm fantastic. I get to watch Paul's team lose to Sevilla. That was Great. quite nice. That was quite nice. It was yeah. wonderful. By the way, that was an international tournament. If you weren't recognizing what it was, Aston Villa, it was a tournament outside of the championship. Oh, sorry, and the Premier League. (laughs) And and once again, you failed miserably. A team with the history and the money that's put into it, like United, and and you failed. And you lost to Sevilla. Okay, all right, let's let's let's, let's get on to our guest. We've got Simi from the uh, Toronto Man City Supporters Club. Simi, welcome back to the show. Hey, what's up, boys? Um, Yeah, similar Luke, just obviously terrible, terrible... uh, Weekend, but saving grace was United losing out in the in the semis there. And you had something, you had something there to to, to make you feel a little. Every little time bit you think it's just going to be doomsday, something you know pops up there just to make your life a little bit better, right? So I think I mean, we all had that. softens the think, blow a little bit. I think we all had that moment. So, I mean, and we're going to get to your moment in a bit. Let's um, <laughs> let's, let's let's get into some of the news. Paul, do you want to uh, tell us what's going on in the football world? Yeah, we're still in the silly season of it all. Um, I don't think the end of the silly season will, will be until October. So there's always going to be a bit of a wild uh, batch of rumors that we're going to try to cover every week and some actual news. So this will be a bit of a mix of both. Uh, starting with our friend Jan Vertonghen, former uh, Tottenham Hotspur legend, signs for Benfica on a free. So he's off the board. Forget about adding him to your Premier League team this season. And sad news, a little bit, not great news, but not super sad either. Vincent Kompany officially retires from the sport of football today as a player and will focus on a career in management, uh, which is, you know, not too surprising, but um, I kind of feel like he went out with a little bit of a whimper. Like, I feel like he deserved a little bit more of a limelight position instead of playing out in Belgium, but um, that is what it is. Uh, news coming out of Man United uh, Chris Smalling transfer to Roma, possibly back on. Uh, they weren't able to shell out the cash Man United were looking for, but now have a new owner as of today. So the suggestion is an injection of cash might push that transfer over the line because he certainly does want to go back to Roma. Uh, Andreas Pereira has most likely requested a move out of Man United. He doesn't seem like he's in the first team plans and will be looking to go somewhere. Rumor is that Benfica are interested in that player. Uh, I think that one probably makes a lot of sense for him. He's a decent player in a certain league, but not the Premier League, I don't think. Um, Douglas Costa is approaching, or his representatives are approaching Man United for a move. Um, apparently, he's not been treated particularly well at Juventus and is looking for a move. So if anybody wants a broken kind of past their prime, uh, good for three games in a season, right winger, um, Douglas Costa apparently is looking for a date and a team. Luke, uh, Luke that sounds like your uh, your wheelhouse there, fella. Yeah, no, he's not that bad. Like he's what happened. Yeah, I mean, you get him. <laughs> get him. He's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, and then the Jaden Sancho saga continues. Uh, the will they or won't they of it all, uh, which I won't go too much into detail about, will be the story of all the transfer. If this thing happens, it will not happen until October, probably until the like last two weeks of the transfer window or the last day of the transfer window. The news out of today, though, is that uh, Dortmund's financial reporting is showing a loss on the year. So the suggestion being that 
they may financially need to move him on for some kind of sum of mutton. If it's going to be the 100, 120 million they're asking for now, who knows? But uh, it may very well be that Man United are kind of waiting for that news to break before they actually make an official bid. Story is that they haven't actually made any kind of official approach to Dortmund with any cash number. Uh, So that may or may not happen. Uh, Arsenal have signed Willian. It's a bit of a weird one. Uh, You can take him off the free agent board as well. Another Chelsea player going off to Arsenal for what seems like a pastures retirement plan of sorts. I don't know why Arsenal have become the accepted retirement location for Chelsea players, but it's in, it's in London still. And I think, I think that's what it comes down to. It's just, I conven- just convenience. It just, I, I personally hate this kind of stuff. Cause I think I love it when they're rivals and it goes blood deep. This just feels like when Peter check went there, I was like, that's not right, man. Like you guys are supposed to hate each other and I get it's convenient and it's a subway ride down from where you're used to playing, but come on, man. I don't like it when that happens. Uh, Aubameyang contra talks are looking like they may progress to this week. Aubameyang may be signing a contract extension, uh, with Arsenal, which would be good for the league. I think, um, I don't think he would sign anywhere else in the premier league. And I, I like seeing him on my, fantasy team um which by the way fantasy football is back up and running if anybody cares build your team now Obama yang's a midfield player um arsenal have fired a bunch of front office staff and scouts and apparently are now investigating the purchase of pep with the question of how the hell did we allow this to happen for 75 million pounds which suggests that they don't know what the hell they're doing. Or you meant Pepe. I think that was Pepe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? If he plays it the way he's supposed to play, I'll pronounce his name right. But if he doesn't, I'll just call him whatever the fuck I want. I just think it's confusing because there's a manager called Pep. So it might have. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to him as well. He, we may not, he may actually get called Pepe because I don't know if I des- if he deserves a full title either. Yeah. That's fair. We're running out of letters. We're just going to refer to one as P. Yeah. Peep. Peep. You can be P. Peep. Uh, rumors out of Chelsea today. John Stones possibly in the cards. Um, I know a certain baby blue team that might be happy about moving John Stones on if there's a decent price tag there. I don't know personally if if John Stones makes sense going to Chelsea. They certainly have defensive issues, but I don't know that he's the guy to solve it. Um, apparently, Lewis Dunk is also somebody they're looking at right now. Less glamorous, dramatically different kinds of defenders between the two of them. Um, I personally feel like this... There's probably not a lot to it. Uh, and last but not least, our friend Wilfred Zaha. Sky News reporting today that uh, indeed there are teams looking to purchase uh, our friend Wilfred Zaha from Crystal Palace. PSG, Monaco, and Dortmund are all cited as having interest and having approached Crystal Palace and the player for a deal. Um, will they ask for the same $80 million that they were asking Arsenal to shell out? I doubt it. Uh, I think this is really more of a question of how much the Crystal Palace really cost themselves by holding out one more year um, and letting the world fall apart because uh, they could have moved Chris, him on to Arsenal for $75 million last year. So uh, that will be an interesting space. Um, if there's any rumors you guys are thinking are like, I'm missing here, call it out. But those are the rumors of the day. Uh, that's in the news of the day. Um, the only other big significant and this is just broken kind of news is uh, a certain david silva has said screw you lazio i was just joking about signing for you and is signed today for uh real sociedad in la liga uh which i think some italian fans are already quite upset about yeah that's a crazy one uh good for him i mean he's you know 
he's he's still got it. He's still got enough to play in Spain, I think, especially since the the league is not as a uh, high impact or, or fast. So I think it'll be I think it'll be good for him. I would yeah, I would imagine Lazio aren't very happy. I want to add one transfer here or potential transfer that is obviously for Spurs, but it's a funny one, and I think you guys will uh, enjoy. Is Joe Hart is uh, getting a medical currently at Spurs as a third third uh, string goalkeeper. Um, which is a bit, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it, it makes sense after Vorm left for us. So it's, a, I don't think it's weird for Spurs to do. It's just for Joe Hart. I feel like you think, you know, former is he for sure one. your third. Well, well, I mean, I think that's what, like, I think there would be a battle between, uh, the, the other, the other three that are there. Um, Alfie White and, um, the other guy's name was, I can't, can't remember them at the moment, but, uh, uh, Gazaniga, thank you. Um, so Gazaniga and Hart would probably be arguably like battling for that number two. But Gazaniga came in last season when Loris got injured for a long time and played some pretty good, uh, first team football. He wasn't perfect, but he, he was, he was good enough as a second. So I think he would be coming in to add leadership, experience, and potentially try to get his career back in, in, in order. Yeah, and third like string goaltending positions are weird because it's almost like a coaching role. More than anything, it is, else. yeah, and he is very much a leader like that. So maybe that's yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah, I, I could see him being a, honestly, he knows so much the about the sport. Room, he'd be yeah. a great dressing room guy. I think he'd be a fantastic goaltender coach one day if he's going to transition to goaltending, coaching, or or any kind of management. Uh, Jose is going to be an interesting guy to watch. So I, I don't hate that. it's a it is a weird one for it's sure. A weird one for him, but if there, if all of those things are true that you just mentioned, then maybe it's really good for him. It's just you will have to see how it pans out. Like what what the team's intentions are, the club, like what do they what do they want to do with him? Yeah. Um, and then we can't not talk about uh, Champions League because obviously Europa, Champions League, we're still so much to talk about. Still football being talked about. Um, I think we can probably glaze over what's going on in Europa. Congratulations to Inter Milan and Sevilla to, to send off to the finals. But I think Champions League is, for me, this time of year, Champions League is so interesting because uh, Luke is like, why are you skipping United's loss? <laughs> because hang on, let's just dedicate a minute. And you, you can only see his face right now. <laughs> let's talk about the fact that you have lost to Sevilla when you absolutely should not have. Uh, at this point, I think that the trophy should just stay with Sevilla because what they've lost, they've won it the last what four out of six years or something it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know, man. Inter Milan looked really good. Uh, they did, and that would have been almost of the mind that the most embarrassing loss wouldn't have been losing to Sevilla. It would have been losing to Inter Milan, the retirement home for Man United players. Yeah. So I feel kind of okay about the way it worked out. And honestly, I, I don't know if you watched the game, but that was... Uh, we were all over them. Like they didn't really deserve the win. We just couldn't. No, finish. they didn't deserve anything. But it, uh, you, it was so funny. I, I think I've, I think we've all enjoyed the memes coming out of uh, Lindelof and uh, and Bruno Fernandez exchanging words. And one of the people put, "Without penalties, you're just the poor man's uh, Jesse Lingard." And I just <laughs> thought that was fantastic. But it's it's kind of true, you know. Well, I wouldn't Did say that. I think that's a bit. I think that's a bit extreme. He's he's performed at the highest level in, in every other sure, team yeah. he's gone to. But but it's, on, but, it, but it's fucking hilarious. So let's go. It is it. hilarious. <laughs> I had to just get that in. I enjoyed yeah. that. But before we skip on, I think just to give you all a little bit of enjoyment, uh, Villa have been pursuing a lad who's been playing for Werder Bremen and uh, Milo Rashica, and we've been linked with him now for about about over a year. I'd say on and off, on and off. And the latest rumors, this is this is just you'll enjoy this, is that he's likely to turn us down because he doesn't want to be involved in another relegation battle. So that's that's currently where we get to enjoy transfer rumors. <laughs> A player was like, mm, no, 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 no. Thanks, no. thanks Luke, for your uh, you know. There you go. Thank, Thank you for adding to the transfer entertainment for you. <laughs> it's always nice to have somebody else on the pod who could say, well, it could be worse, guys. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Let me, let me, let me tell you about my better. team. Exactly. Uh, right, let's get back to the Champs League there, uh, Paul. Champions League, obviously, there's some developments. I want to focus a little bit. My approach when I describe this is is relating it back to Premier League in some way, shape, or form, because I know we're a Premier League pod. But the landscape of transfers, I think, are dramatically different after the results of Champions League. The, the everything shifts all the power functions shift everything goes to nuts so atletico madrid get knocked out by rb leipzig that's a huge development for atletico madrid they are now probably going to have to be a selling team a management change might be on the car diego costa uh, already was rumored to be moving today i forget where but um, they already have a uh, they have a few guys that are already kind of not working out for them but they needed the actual like the, they're still a covid hit nation that club specifically lost a lot of money after spending a lot of money this is a club that spent 110 million on a teenager in the summer and it, i think he was a bench player for most of the season yeah he didn't play so there's going to be a lot of actual players on that team that probably wouldn't have been available if they were to progress into the next round. But they lost to a team that's in, I think RB Leipzig are 11 years old as a team. Like They haven't been around like 12 years ago. They didn't exist. So that's a team that I think really that influences the, the transfer market. Juve crashed out immediately the next day. Sorry is fired. Pirlo gets brought in. Juve are a huge entity in the transfer market. They will back Pirlo. They will move players on that were maybe sorry guys or underperforming. They will back Pirlo. His uh, management style, nobody knows what it is. Nobody knows what kind of players or profiles he's going to be looking for. So that's like this big unknown heavy hitter in the the market, all because Juve crashed out. And then probably my biggest... uh, seismic change that will be affecting the next three or four years of transfers barca crash out and what will be a famous fucking ass whooping eight to two by Bayern munich let's all praise the canadian kid on the left that game he was incredible yeah he wow. was insane but what happens from this loss is is so huge Setien gets fired. It's rumored that Komen will come in. Messi is unsettled. There's talk of him not staying because it's now a rebuild club. It's a rebuild project. He doesn't have that kind of time. They're expecting major clearance sales. Um, If anybody wants to highlight just how bad that club has been run for the last three or four years, two goals and one assist from Coutinho, who's a Barcelona player loaned out to Bayern Munich, is the most... Perfect a, example of how absurd. shit that club is run. <laughs> yeah. I, I will always say it. They sponsored Liverpool's title this year. It's fucking ridiculous. So today they announced that there will be elections. Elections mean a new president. A new president means probably new management at some point, even if Komen comes in now. Uh, that's where, I don't know, maybe a Pep Guardiola gets discussed if there's a new president that comes in because everybody who's going to be running for a president will be promising certain managers as part of that election process. It's nuts. This is a club that spent almost a billion euros since they last won the champions league five years ago, they are going to be such a big presence to the transfer market. Oh, it's it's going to be major. I mean, it might've been different if they lost two one, the fact that they lost eight to two, everything changes in the transfer market, which is fucking crazy. So I find that really interesting. Um, And then the last, probably the most significant for this particular pod surprise Champions League development is certain Manchester City being locked out by Lyon. So let's get our next to me. Get our man Simi up in here. <laughs> let's Did you back. watch the game, Sim? That was quite the intro, hey? 
Um, yes, I watched the game. I was uh, fuck. I think I was I was unfortunately looking a little too far forward. So I'm out. I'm out in the in at the cottage. And um, actually, I want to th- throw a big shout out to any of my my Man City groups. Uh, my especially the executive council. I'm not. I wasn't at the pub, so. Uh, they really held the ship down. They run the fort like they do everything. They're fucking amazing supporters club. They did everything from crowd control to proper seating, COVID, all that stuff. And you guys um, had the patio going out front, right? Yeah, we had the patio yeah, going. Yeah, it's great. And then our neighbor, uh, our neighbor um, at a, a restaurant called Casablanca, he did. Uh, he opened up for us, so he did a bunch of overflows. So people were sitting out there, and he had a TV out too. So it was quite good. And I think everyone like. Uh, yeah, again, like all of our executive council and our, our my chairman uh, uh, Jason Nebs, he kind of held the fort down. But we we're, I would be driving home from the cottage if if we were playing Munich. Like, Simi, yeah, fair, fair, fair play to the guys and absolute well done to you guys. But uh, obviously, you know, being a Man City supporters club, when you all left at seventy five minutes, who ran the pub then? <laughs> in comes oh, the digs boy. uh yeah it's banter time simmy it's banter time that's just one when you get out of there and and uh you put your tab gets put up on the wall <laughs> and in a month from now when the when the league starts up again you come in you make sure you leave a good 30 percent tip for the bartender and say fuck sorry Absolutely. boy there was a lot of uh yeah i kind of went silent for a bit i uh, i mean you just keep looking back i mean Obviously, a lot of shit we talk, about, but like the Sterling chance to me, and I, I just think he's such. I, I mean, I wish it was someone else. I really do. You know what? You know why? That's why Kane didn't pass to him in the in the World Cup, right? Exactly why. Yeah, <laughs> but that's old Sterling, right? Like body behind the ball and hitting it over the net. Like that's like when we first got him from from the Scouse twats, and yeah. then, um, yeah, just that happened. I think obviously everyone was cheering before. It just shouldn't have come down to that. Like, obviously, I want to hear more from you on this, but just looking at some of the numbers from the 90 minutes, 72% possession, uh, 18 shots against seven on Leon, and even things like passes, 636 completed passes, Leon 256. Uh, no, total. Uh, passes completed 551 to 178. Pass percentage, 87%. Like, it's like it's bonkers, you absolutely yeah. dominated the game. So, like... And I, and I got to agree with you, Simi. I think you guys have, I really do, like, I'll give you credit that I think um, you've done a great job with Sterling. And, and I, I really like him as a, as a young professional. I think he's he's a very admirable young guy now. And I think he's, he's a great player. And it's it, I just hope he doesn't get too much crap because that, okay, it was a big moment, but you should have had it wrapped up way before then. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I I mean, oh, go ahead, Simi. Go. I just, I think like, and, and, and to, what, to what Luke's saying, like one of the reasons for all that, the possession, the passing was right off the bat. Uh, and I'll, I'll prove it. Like, I mean, I have all, I think everyone, if, if you don't have all the trust and respect in the world for, for Pep, um, but right off the bat setting up with those three defensive mids and was gonna ask about that. back and forth with each other. Like Bonkers. we've never seen yeah. that lineup before. Like it's, it's, it's not a place where you can afford to try something out. Like the last, you know, six games of the Prem season when we knew, you know, like obviously the Scouts Bastards like had won. And then you're just trying to come second. You're trying to lock that. But we had a pretty good chance we're going to win, lock that up, right? So they were practicing lineups. It looked like, and that's why Jesus was always in. And that's what, because they knew that was going to be their getting that chemistry going. 
uh, for Champs League. And then we come up with Real and Foden's in and Mares is featuring and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you play Leon. It's like, fuck, this doesn't look anything like we've, we've even, we've even used this year. Like it's not, what, what, what is this? So. Uh, was that was that a reaction? Do you think to um, to Lyon in the the year previously? Because I mean, that, it, it's two games last year where you played against the same team and, and lost as well. So, or uh, two seasons ago, I forget exactly when. But you guys like Pep struggled with Lyon for some reason. There's a lot of the same players there. I, I'm curious about that. Yeah, I think in that when you're a team like City, if you want that absolute. Um, uh, respect and know, like you have to let teams adapt to your style. You can't say, "Oh, because you know, a few years ago we're going to switch up a three Like, come on, man, just fucking go out and play your way. And if teams can't play, I mean, we're a beautiful team to watch when we score. When we don't, it's so frustrating. Yeah, lots of the ball, but not a lot of product. Uh, Paulie, what you got? Something you want? Let's talk big picture now, man. So Champions League, that's a that's an isolated event. I, I really think you guys had an amazing second half and a horrid first half, and there's got to be questions about your lineup for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm going to ask a big picture question, but first I'm gonna I'm gonna give us a little bit of a, a rundown of what's happened since we last talked. So since we last talked, you guys were managed successful to overturn the UEFA ban. Two-year ban overturned. I told you boys, come on. <laughs> the, the cast verdict was overturned uh, two to one. So that's a little bit of a bullet dodged or a massive bullet dodged, fairly or unfairly, by the way. You managed to lose the FA Cup semifinal against Arsenal. I think it was a bit of a surprise to everybody that occurred, but it's the FA Cup, so we can't really make sure. Like, it's not a huge deal. You're still in Champions League. The beauty of the FA Cup, they call it, right? Yeah. You're you're still in Champions League. You you beat Real Madrid in what I would call a gift of a game in that I've never seen Varane make a mistake, let alone two huge fucking massive errors in a single game, but you guys played well. So I can't say that you didn't beat them or weren't deserving to get to the semifinal. And then we get into this Champions League defeat, 3-1 against Lyon. You've got Kevin De Bruyne, officially today, the Premier League's best player was announced, saying uh, different don't years. Ask, same- don't ask your uh, uh, Emery there, your last guest there. It's like Henderson, because he played out of his... He played above his potential, so that means you yeah. should be player of the year. Holy I was, shit. you know, we could talk all day. I wasn't on that, but I was just sorry. Oh, we're getting digs on the show, previous. But, yeah, I love it. We were expecting him to be yeah. shit. He ended up being really consistent. That makes him so good. Uh, yeah, Henderson. Uh, anyways, KDB said today or said after the game, uh, different year, same stuff. Yeah, a really worrying statement, I think, from your best player, from the league's best player, in fact. And I got to look at this and say, four campaigns under Pep Guardiola. Failed to get past the quarterfinal every single time. Has spent nine hundred million since he came in. Has Pep Guardiola been a failure since you guys were already Premier League title in the vicinity? You had already won it, but you're always kind of close to being somebody who should be winning it or challenging for it. Pep was brought in for Champions League. That's that's my thinking. He was given the reins and the money to win Champions League. Is he a failure? Is that starting to sink in amongst the Man City fans? What's the thinking there? Uh, uh, 100% not a failure. I think uh, right off the hop, like the way that we played the game. I mean, we're we're also competing with, it's kind of like, it's kind of like tennis, right? When you got like Federer, Nadal, you got fucking the Joker, these guys, like the, some of the best players of all time ever playing at the same time. And I'll give credit, like Liverpool has played – you're playing game in, game out. You got, I mean, some pretty good squads and, and Spurs and Chelsea and the Rags. But change the game the way that our players play moving forward. Um, 
I think has obviously affected a lot of the the style of play um, that the rest of the league looks at. And in the best league in the world like this, like you, you can't have these hiccups even this year. I mean, we, we talked about some of our shit losses. Champs League, obviously, yeah, we brought him in for that. Do I think we just solely did? No, I mean, we've had some success under him too. We, I mean, we got 100 points. We don't know Centurion's like only team to get 100 points. That's me right there. If any manager brings you to that level. Um, that's- sure, but you could, I mean, you can always make this, the, the case that that squad and that financial backing should always have a team regardless. Like it's, it's, yeah, you need a good manager, but Pep Guardiola's, like he was fired from Bayern Munich because he was brought in for Champions League exclusively, not to win the league. That's a cakewalk yeah. for them. Man City have I, got a team that's, where that's, it is kind but of that's a cakewalk. The German league, like it, the German league. Yeah, I, I mean, I think any one of us four could probably manage Bayern to a top two finish, if not the league. I think the Prem is. Uh, we're underestimating how how difficult it is to go to Villa, to go to fucking Norse, to go to Bournemouth. Like these, it's not. It's it's a different beast, and I think that. Um, you know, people that say it's it's we should be able to to step in and and Pep's got all this money, so it's no the the league should be no problem. Is um, it affects your Champions League performance? It affects your FA Cup. He's got so much more to worry about than any other league in the world. That Barcelona and Bayern, what well, you have to worry about just Champions League. That's it. Yeah, but he's got he's got the squad. I mean, the eh, amount of money. You know, got, I, I don't think so. I, I think we saw. I think we saw. He doesn't have the squad. I think. That obviously some of the purchases uh, were didn't fit. Some of the tactics didn't fit. Like I mean, he made mistakes for sure. Defensively, maybe not, but but the players too. Like you got to put some of that on. You have to put some of that on the players. That that we weren't we weren't generating um, the, the 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 score. Like like I said, it's beautiful when we when we score, but like we didn't, and that's that's got to be on the players too. So yeah, I think obviously I would say he's probably taking. Some of the blame. I don't think he's the type of guy that wouldn't take blame, but uh, is there a temperature check amongst the fans where anybody's starting to turn on him or starting to say maybe this isn't the right manager to get us to the next level? I've always been of the mind, and I don't mean this to be insulting. I really yeah. just, it always feels like City are the kind of bang average looking dude who have got the smoke show girlfriend in Pep Guardiola. And are just you happy in the top left corner at me right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you Stop had a below average body, I am way below average looking. Stop it! Come yeah, on, if, if you, I don't sure got Luke's hair. That's for sure. Yeah, it's true. But you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's always a, this little bit of a. I, I, I'm still in shock. I'm sure you guys might still be in shock occasionally that you have Pep Guardiola, one of the greatest managers of the modern era, is managing Manchester City. Like if you step back a little bit, that is like a little bit. What the fuck? Like so, I don't know if that causes you guys to not think about moving him on or holding him to the standards that like a Bayern Munich, a Real Madrid, a Barcelona, where all these clubs are expecting the next manager will be just as good or just as great. Talk to like anyone that's a City fan now. Even the guy, like you know, I've been blessed with you know being relatively young and being able to watch them in their in their fucking heyday. But even people my age, or even like. We've seen them in the shit. You've, you just, you know exactly where they came from, who they are, and the fact that fuck, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, like you're just every day that we're continuing to do this, you get excited for, for a little bit more. How, some of the guys, even back when, you know, Mancini came in, and we even had the, the time over there for a little bit and stuff. Like you talk to some of the guys, and they say, "Fuck, I want it back to the old days when like we had to fight." 
and and we got relegated. We came up, and like, everything was about the club and stuff. So maybe it's changed a little bit that way. But uh, I think when you're supporting a team like this, you just you got to be happy with the ride right now. Sure, I would think if I'm hearing you right, then maybe going into next season as the kind of top ranked challenger. That might be a fun ride for Manchester City fans looking at Liverpool and going, all right, they're the top dog now. We can come at this and maybe not have to hold ourselves to that incredible standard that we held ourselves when we had 100 points the season before and just kind of ride it out. So oh, let gotta, me talk we, to you. They have to learn how to fight again, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me talk to you about what what's maybe next for Man City. Uh, so this summer so far, if I'm getting the math right here, we've got two major purchases. Ferran Torres comes in for $23 million, Right yeah, midfield. 26 appearances for Valencia, four goals, five assists, 78% pass percentage. Uh, a young guy, I think he's like 21, 22. Yeah. Not the finished article, but you need to have that depth. You need to have those options in the wings. Um, I personally hate when somebody says that he's here to replace Sané because I think Sané is just so fucking good that I would avoid the temptation of saying he's a replacement. Um, yeah. A young guy who maybe Pep can mold into being better than I think he is. I personally... I can see the appeal of him, but he's a little bit like the next guy, Nathan Ake, in that I think both of them are depth players, not necessarily guys who immediately come in and start for you or add much more than bench options. But maybe that's all you guys need. Maybe I'm just overseeing, um, you know, the loss of David Silva isn't that big a deal. Um, Eric Garcia, I believe, is a young man who's, I don't think, interested in signing an ex-contract with you. I think he said publicly or has conversations with Pep and Pep has said publicly that he wants out of Man City for whatever reason. So well, yeah. with these immediate ins and outs and assuming that the transfer budget is as sick as it ever was and that nobody gives a shit about financial fair play because you'll get away with it with your lawyers <laughs> – what what do you think you guys are doing this summer? Like, what do you think your primary targets are? Because there's a lot of bodies last summer and this summer that yeah. need to be replaced. And it really feels like I don't want to say a rebuild, but maybe like a mini rebuild is the right term for it. I think maybe cycle ending kind of thing. I think is a similar scenario where cycles we go through cycles. I think that might be something when you see a David Silva leave a team. Uh, that's sort of the end of a cycle of a player who kind of you know was hugely important to you guys. But go go ahead and answer. Yeah, I mean, obviously Dav Silva. You you kind of it's tough because you put him up there. Again, this is it's so like you talk to some of the old school guys and they bring up a lot of names that, you know, you're like, wow, like pretty amazing city player. But uh, really, fucking last four years, you've kind of seen the four. I, I put like Vinny, Kuhn, Yaya Torre, and then there's Dav Silva, like four of them playing at the same time together. And, and uh, he's a very special player. I think obviously, uh, you know, he was – everyone knew he was leaving. I, I felt really – I didn't want to see him come on for 10 minutes. Uh, you know, he could have made a difference a lot better. I think he should have been on earlier. Um, just given that, I think is his drive. He's got a huge heart, that guy. Um, so Torres, I mean, this kid's good. I think he's got, like, he's got a lot of pace. He's good. He's young. Um, I mean, back, I think it was under 19s when they, I don't know if they won or lost in the semis or something like that, but like he was a, he was kind of, he was a fucking great, like young player for, for Spain. He's going to, He's going to be stepping. I don't know how much Pep knows him. I mean, we're starting to get with Eric Garcia. Like, he'll be going to Barca. Um, some of these guys like Sané, right? Like, the international game, uh, as much as I, I love it and I miss the Euro this year, I fucking really – some of these guys like Sané go – like, it's like if you're not going to – they leave him out of the World Cup squad, right? So, in his mind, he's like, if I want to be playing for Germany in the in, in, in the fucking Euro World Cup, I got to – 
I got to be back in Bayern. Like they call the shots. I think Garcia's thinking the same thing. He wants to go back to Spain. He wants to be a Barcelona player. Um, I think Aki will be good. I mean, a lot of people, I heard you guys last week. It's like, well, I don't know. You didn't look that good for Bournemouth. Like, fuck. I don't think, I don't think like you put like Laporte for Bournemouth might not look that good. Like who knows, right? Like yeah, I, they were fucking pretty bad at the back. And, and they're he's a Dutch international, isn't he? Let's let's, and, and they've like, they're a rejuvenated uh, Netherlands international team. So I, I, you know, I, I would agree with you on that. I don't think um, this abuse that Aki is getting is, is totally reasonable, but I would ask you what you feel about having, Potentially having two left-footed center backs. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't like that at all. I know, and that's like one of the big. Th- I think so. I do think we're going to bring in, like, we have to bring another center back because, like, Otto's gone. I feel like he's got to be. Um, I don't. Stones think might be out as well. Stones, I believe, will be gone. I mean, Stones is. Do you, do you think it's likely Stones goes? Like, is is the yeah, Stones yeah, experiment I think, done? I think for sure. Yeah, it's. it's Again, I hate saying it because I, I I do like I mean when with Stones like for for England and when he when he was playing in the World Cup there and everyone said oh like Pep is like it changed this game and that's why Stones and Sterling and these guys because like Gareth like it's like well yeah like he's been paying attention to these squads and I love that but fuck he's just it's like he doesn't stay healthy ever and yeah. he could go to another club and be decent but uh, I just don't think you can put trust in him to be and I don't think he's like going to be a fourth guy either so. Would you say that center back is your primary position? Because I was always all season we're looking for in mind that it, it always felt like if you were just a little bit steady in the back, healthier than you had been all season, didn't have to bring in midfield players to cover defensive positions, had a little bit more trust, or or Stones was able to kind of be a, a regular, decent, reliable yeah. option either. Well, they've all got injured. Like, all the center backs, like, honestly, I don't know what the fuck's going on because, like, honestly, even Laporte, who I thought, and I still do think he's he's one of the best defenders, hopefully, in the world. But he has, I don't think he's been the same after his injury. I don't, I don't know, like it just hasn't been like controlling it. Obviously, Vinny had tons of injuries, right? And then Stones gets these injuries, and then Diaz is like, you know, he's young and he's great, and he gets his whatever concussions. Yet that they plays now, he's leaving and stuff. So I think, like, I do think Laporte and Aki could play. I know, I know it's it's same foot and everything, but I do think. If they had to, they could. But we're gonna we're gonna definitely be going out for a center back. I think. Like have you heard any names? Any rumors? Uh, no, like nothing. Like I mean, the 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 cool Bali thing and all that is like fuck. Who knows? Um, I listen to you guys for the transfer rumors mostly. So, um, <laughs> nice. that's my that's like that. the one. Koulibaly's my the go-to one sugar back. podcast. You know. Everybody uh, wants to know. If anybody's listening, Koulibaly is the, the bell of the ball center back on the planet right now. Everybody knows he'll probably be leaving Napoli. Um, the problem is center backs right now are the in-demand position for almost all the top clubs. Go down the list. and I shocking. Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Barcelona, Barcelona. Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Tottenham, PSG. All of them have either a major hole to fill right now where they just don't have a center back and somebody in midfield is covering or they have a player who's about to leave because he's a stalwart, he's 35, and he's moving on. Everybody will be in the market for center backs. And strikers, I mean, we're gonna get we're gonna get Louis back from Villa. I think it's twenty five buyback, Luke. I think something like that. I don't. I don't think you are. So I, I that was what I wanted to ask. I, there's the the latest rumors are that you're not going to activate that. No, so the buyback is twenty five million. Yeah. And, and I, but I I I think so for me and. He was so titanic for us at the at the restart. Like he literally oh, was probably our he, best player. Dial, he was so in. dialed in, like 
control. He was brilliant, yeah. but he's still 20. He's still got a lot about his game that he needs to improve on. And I, I don't, there's also, apparently there's also a condition that I just remembered for his work permit. He has to be getting X amount of games. And I don't think Man City are willing to give him, give him X that, amount man. of games. So I think I actually, that. The, yeah, you might, I mean, yeah. I think from that perspective, but I want to ask you a question as well. Um, again, on, on the defense uh, kind of level, in the left back position, you've you've uh, Mendy and you've got Zinchenko. Yeah. And for me, Mendy has been a little coming back from his injury, terrible injury. Came back, loved the guy as a character. I think he's so funny. I think he's a super chill, great guy to have around the dressing room. But he hasn't been that player that he was before the injury, and he hasn't looked for me. He hasn't looked anywhere near as sharp as as what we were all hoping, and I'm sure you were. And and Zinchenko is good, but. I don't think he's good enough. Like I, I'm, I'd love to know from a left back position. What do you think? Yeah, again, like I actually have them both on my list as guys on the out. Um, Zinch actually, as a midfielder, like he can play. I thought he can do the job pretty good, but I don't think he's gonna fit. I think we'll probably get ten or fifteen for him. I think uh, um, Mendy probably anywhere between fifteen and twenty five. If they keep him, like, but but to me, it's like where is that player that you know, like where, like again, awesome character. Who do you replace him with, right? Yeah, fuck. Who's there to replace him with, right? So, um, a lot of teams like, in that situation Marcello right now. Where- and Walker, like I don't. Obviously, Walks is is still up there for me. I think he's he's got a few years left in him, and I think he wants that. But um, and the other the other the other thing to address is, is a striker. I mean, uh, it's so hard to figure out. Like Jesus again, like he works, he works hard, he does that, he lays up balls, but. In my mind, if you're City and, and Aguero, we don't know like if he's going to extend that another year or whatever. But if you have if you have a striker, some the be- Mario Balotelli for me, I know he didn't score as much as he probably should have, and he fucked up a lot of chances. But he was so good that he would pull a defender out of position to open up space so someone else could put the ball in the net. Like you need someone that puts the fear of God in those defenders, and if you don't have that at that level, if you don't have like Sterling does that a bit, but he's not doing the runs right, like. If Balotelli went on a run and started to say, yeah, 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 and then De Bruyne's got the ball, fucking two defenders turn to him. It's like capture the flag almost, right? Like two guys fucking turn, the next guy, boom, flies through. You guys don't capture the flag, right? Come on. And then, uh, yeah, one of the best <laughs> games ever. Um, and then the next guy shoots through, and then there's an opening, right? So uh, I think you need a, a, a kind of a lethal um, – yeah, I don't think you guys have had what I would call a traditional nine, even as a bench option. Yeah, since even Jekko was probably the last I was guy. Jekko, yeah, yeah I can remember Timo, Timo, kind Timo of playing that role. Timo Werner would be would would fit that for me. Like, would be able to step in. I think it'd cost you fifty or sixty, but I just don't know where even well, Timo Werner's he's bought. He's he's a Chelsea. He's player. a Chelsea. Oh, he's gone. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not available, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah he uh, talked think- the world, and he signed with uh, Chelsea, even though apparently he was having nightly conversations with Klopp. Liverpool wouldn't shell the coin. Hmm. Didn't want to pay for it. I have a, one quick question about it. It goes back to the defense as well, because I do think that's where your issues are mostly. You're pretty pretty thick in most other positions uh, other than the defense. But Fernandinho is probably the player that I think you're struggling with the most replacing as far as he what he did in front of that defense to make the other def- the center halves play better. What are there any are there is there any thought there as to how to replace that position? Well, well they don't need to replace him, do they? Like they Ro- just, we got Rodri. Well, I mean, we got Rodri He's thirty three, right. isn't he? Yeah, you got Rodri and Gundo. Um, I mean, Rodri should. I mean, I, I, that's why I, I was just livid that those three started the same game together. 
Yeah. I would have just had Rodri, and I, I love Fern. I love it. I think he's amazing, but wouldn't have had him in. I just would have had Rodri. I just worried about his age. I just feel like he's like, you know, a key to a lot of the way you played, especially your defenders. I think yeah. that any center has behind him are going to be better with, with him in front of them. My understanding is that Rodri was brought in for that long term successor of Fernandinho. Yeah. I and think so. any suggestion that Fernandinho is not having a good season now where he's waning in his influence for Man City is probably more because he's been playing as a center back. Yeah, that's like, true. I mean, I the ultimate, Rogers, the ultimate cover you want from the guy in front of the center back is if you can yeah, play center yeah. back when you're injured as well, which is a bit fucking. And I think if Roger stepped in and just played that position by himself last game, it would have been. Yeah, probably. Sorry, Gun do I like, but he's not just not. I mean, he's a good. He's a good talisman. He's good. He's good at getting the job done. He's a great. He's still quite young, yeah. actually. I yeah, I know. Gundogan's only twenty nine. I thought he was far older than that, but uh, I suppose he's just been around a long time. He's a bit old now, isn't it? He's been around forever, yeah. though. And he had that, like, yeah. I think he was out for an entire season and a half with that whatever horrific injury he had when he was at Dortmund. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, lo- like, I think you guys are so flush for choices in the midfield, though. Like, I think, like, when we start listing off who you have in the midfield, I'm like, every single one of them, like, even Gundo, if you want to say he's, like, maybe your, your, your new version of Milner who plays the odd game as a utility kind of guy. Like, what a fucking option to have in that squad. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, but, like, like I said, like, Phil, Phil Foden you got there, he plays fucking dynamite. He's lives bleeds blue from Manchester right? and doesn't doesn't feature in the game at all. You, you know, it's just it's madness for me. Yeah, breaks my heart. Yeah, that was a weird one. Fucking crazy. You know, it, it's it, I, yeah. I I just and I, I think, you know, we've we've defended a lot there on and I and I have to I have to challenge that uh Simi because I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think if you weren't a city fan to defend the season that Pep has had, okay, Liverpool are fans so Premier League out of it. You, we we keep saying it. He was brought in to win the Champions League. He spent an astronomical amount of money. You've challenged all kinds of financial fair play, and and yet still you're in a situation where it. it I'm sorry, but it's just not good enough. And I've made this discuss. I've made this argument a number of times, and and some people agree. Some people think I'm ridiculous, but you know the teams he's managed for me. It's the sake of you could give a, a trained monkey those teams yeah. and you'd expect them no, to win you know, some form of silverware. Baboon, you said last week. I went baboon before. I, I didn't Long want to be so boys. Come specific. That's how we got the name of the pod. Was that, <laughs> the, the, the North End Baboon was our original name. No, no, the actual title of the pod. Anyway, it's fine. I used it. But uh, I'd love, yeah, I'd love, like, I don't know, like, so. I know what you mean. My from, real from, question from, to you, you is. You try to take it from a non, you know, that view on it. I think. If it was a club that had been very like, if we had Stop had being that, a homely boyfriend with a hot girlfriend, the hot tough, girlfriend is cheating on you because you bring him in. He change because the thing is with Pep, he doesn't just you can't just bring a like you can't just bring a guy in like that to to say Champions League. He actually changes the way your team plays football, and the fans fucking love it. And if there's more managers like that, it's better football. Like you just love the way that you play, and I think with City fans. We're pissed off, we're upset, but when you look at it, we're playing the best football we've ever seen, and every game is exciting to watch. Like I'd fucking I don't want to say anything, but like I would lose like if I'm if I'm a, a a fan of fucking United, I would lose like I would fucking hate watching that shit. Like and I like it's like it's just it's it's terrible. I mean, I know you guys are trying to change things up now, but it fuck for years it was just terrible. This hey, is man, not fun football. I this fucking I, I know it, so don't worry about me. Yeah, so but I think with City, I, I'm like, just gonna like, say the way that we're playing is the right way. United didn't spend 900 million on the shit play that they're doing right now. Like they're in a they're like they, in weren't, a they weren't far off. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. they were far off, Brian. 
dramatically far off. But yes, we, Luke, we that's sell that, players like, for lots of money. There are some questions to be answered there. I think everyone's got a bit, a bit of a gut check. And if we're being honest, yeah, it was mass. I think you're being, you know what, Connor, I object. I the so. witness is being evasive to the question. Pep <laughs> Guardiola has not succeeded in what he was brought in to do. I get the fans love him. I understand it completely because it's still mind blowing that he plays for Man City. So or maybe Man that's Man why Vinny Company retired and just went but to But the coach. owners, hang on, hang on, guys. Really, who's there, the who's there left now? Simi. I'm going to step in. Simi, let me back you up here a little bit because I don't think he was brought in to win the Champions League. I'm not saying he wasn't oh, brought he was. in to also win the Champions League. I don't think he was. I think he was brought in to develop a style of football that he did immediately when he came to the team. It took him a you know a few seasons to get it to the level it needed to be at, where they could compete with in all for all trophies, which they, which he has done. So he's been relatively successful. Having said that, if there's in a contract that he's supposed to win the Champions League, then he's absolutely failed and he should be fired for that. But I don't think that's the only reason they brought him in. I think he's done all the other things. I think that's the one thing he hasn't done. Um, and, and that arguably in many other clubs, which we talked about, if that was Real Madrid or Bayern, he would be sacked. And so maybe, you know, may, maybe that's something that because he's done everything already, like he's gotten all the infrastructure there, the style of play in right. the, in you the, don't within the club. Stitch up maybe he gets the manager of Bayern Munich while he's still at Bayern Munich and offer him the most lucrative contract in professional management because you want to win the Premier League again or the FA Cup. Again, you do it because you want to back this team to win the Champions League. I didn't say that they didn't do it to back the win of the Champions League. I said they did it to do all of those things. It's pretty obvious why yeah. I said that. But and well, I'm pretty sure that that's likely been their goals. As it's club, they're not like, we only want to win the Champions League. We don't care about anything else. They clearly but want to win titles long, of any kind. How long does he get to get that? Do, do we allow him to go, oh, okay, because he's Pep Guardiola. I'm sorry. Oh, and I agree with that. Now it's time to maybe quarterfinals. We're not even I talking about not winning. We're talking about not even making it to a final. It's a failure. Massive failure. There we go. And he Ryan. probably Welcome deserves to, the to be podcast. sacked. No, I just said he probably deserves to be sacked by that. At the end of my fucking sentence, because you didn't want to listen to it, I said he probably needs to be sacked for that because that is the one thing he That's hasn't just done. And he's not, think how long it took. He's not only not done it, he's failed, clock, right? He's failed miserably. Klopp had this uh, patience and he built the score. Like, so... Yeah, but Klopp has spent sixty-five million in in money that hasn't come in as composed to come out. That's that's what he's spent. Klopp you also lost his finals. That, that, finals. That's a that like Coutinho and I was like, yes, that was like a a soccer god's gift to 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 financials. Like, <laughs> sure get this fuck. Like, we don't. We've never had that. Like, like I, was, I think I was saying, why about the only player I can actually remember us making money on was Sean Wright Phillips. That was fucking it. Right, like we don't make money, and it's, yeah, it's like terrible. We, it just doesn't happen for us. So, but you don't need it. I mean, you guys have spent three hundred million on defenders alone. Liverpool don't traditionally spend money. They needed that twist. They needed that soccer god to come in and say, "Here's a shitload of money," because they weren't going to get it any other way. You guys don't have a problem spending money. You may actually have a problem identifying right targets and spending money well. And I think that maybe that question should be asked about where the money is going. Because I don't really know that many players that Pep has brought in. If it's even Pep, who well, in, it, I don't know. Again, like, are you looking at the manager? Like, is it Pep? I mean, front office, he's brought some guys in that he knows as well. But like, it's not just Pep. How, how does that work? Do you, do you guys have a sense of who brings in the targets that is it Pep identifies the targets he wants and he's brought in? Or is there somebody like director well, of football at Man City? When that I talk guys- to him- when I talked to him last week, Pep was like, "We, uh, you know, uh, Tiki guys like that. Like he's got his crew there that I think like is identifying players." And then I obviously he has a say. Like it's his, it's his fucking sure. club. Yeah. 
because I think that's, I mean, maybe it's not fair to be questioning the manager at a certain point. Maybe it's more the tools he's been given are the Mendes of the world where if he's not really the guy saying, I want, you know, a specific player, I want a quality left back. Mm -hmm. If that quality left back is being filled by somebody else identifying Mendy as the guy and he's clearly not working out, maybe it's not the right criticism to throw at the feet of Pep that his management style has resulted in four quarterfinal eliminations. Maybe it's more... Some players don't want to go to a team that has a a player that they might think is that starting role there. This like who knows, right? But sure, I don't know who. Oh, would right, well, live, I don't know who would want to live in Manchester in the winter. Like it's pretty beautiful. So it's always a bit <laughs> of a crapshoot. Brian, you're waving your hand around like you got something to say. Do you want to say something? No, I'm waving my hand around because we got because we got to roll on. We got to talk about the CAS. So uh, well, that's, that's, do we have that's the last? Yeah, I think. I don't want to. We've attacked a lot of him this time. I don't know if I want to bring it past. Put on the white wigs. No, well, I think I we're going to finish with it. I, I definitely do. So you know, that's <laughs> the great thing about a podcast. Right. I mean, we love you, I mean, Sydney, but in this moment, fuck you. you and that—that's that's, that's, <laughs> with all due respect, like Talladega Nights. Yeah. With all due respect, <laughs> you know um, that it's complete horseshit that you guys got off on a technicality, two to one judge verdict, but it was because. On a technicality, the incriminating the evidence. Lapse, the time lapse thing? Yeah, the five-year period where you can't go back and punish somebody for something that they've already been punished for, even though the new evidence shows oh. it's a completely different form of cheating the system. And it was clear the entire time that you guys were being investigated that you were dragging your asses as much as possible, asking people who go on stand and avoid answering so got, questions. Yeah, and we got dinged for that, for not, not cooperating, right? That's yeah, you got financially dinged. That's a lot of money, that $10 million, right? Yeah. What a dick. But I, I will say, so the actual... That would change fucking Villa. That would change Villa like... It, like <laughs> fucking, it would turn the team around. <laughs> uh, mate, pittance to us, buddy. Pittance. But I will say, so the official... For anyone listening, the official ruling was as follows. The yeah, UEFA had said, when when it was actually ruled against, the independent commission said that UEFA had actually contravened their own rules. And the verdict means... And, and in their eyes, the verdict means that rules are fine, uh, but City didn't break them. But there is... It, there is no way that, like, they also said that City absolutely did do everything in their power to slow this, to to cause problems, to stop UEFA doing what they call a fair and open review, and they were fined ten million. Now, let's not forget that the, the FFP, in fairness, did find City, and you did get fined before. So I'll, I'll give you due in, yeah, in twenty fourteen. Yeah. I'm going to say this, and I, I'm going to let you respond then, Simi. But I personally think this is the biggest fuck you in football for years. I think this is the categoric problem with football in the modern day. It's, it's, it's an abuse of power. It's an abuse of money. And it, and it is things like this that are killing the game. That's, that's how I feel. I'm going to let you respond. I think that might be like number two on the list. I think the number one thing is Liverpool fans. Right? <laughs> <laughs> victim, victim. F- I agree. Victim FC yeah. is number one. They're fans. I don't, I don't mind. The any I don't mind. The way, I don't mind the way the team plays at all. And I like Klopp actually, but fuck the fans are just oh. I like is, to just call them Klopp's team. I don't even like calling them Liverpool. I'm just like, Klopp's team on the title. Uh, oh, no, I will say one thing though. I was really happy to hear Emery say that they have found a supporters club at the Madison. Uh, uh, the Madison Avenue because they're gonna fit right in with all the frat boys there on Frat Row. So. 
it'll be kind of perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, loving it, loving okay, it. Not so- the only supporters club member who said that to me. I, I, all I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna say all I've had is a couple of messages. So Liverpool FC supporters club in Toronto, you gotta, you gotta pick up on your uh, your reputation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got some a few a few uh, scouts buddies, but uh, I will gladly say it right to the face too. Anyways, um, with that, I mean the financial fair play. What are we looking at here with? I mean, you got a lot of a lot of clubs now with this whole pandemic thing over there. Really, champ? Like, I don't know. You have a, next year if you didn't have City in for the next two years. Yeah. What does that do to fucking Champs League? Like, the, people want to see the best. Well, they got knocked out in the quarterfinal. Who gives a shit? Right, but we get <laughs> shit right now. But it is a thing that, like, I don't think. I really think if you're. I mean, if you take another team out, a top club right now that's playing great football, um, and you take them out and say two, like that hurts a lot. They there's there's also the thing where there, there's a lot of new owners coming in. So you look at Everton or Newcastle, like, and I think this sets a precedent kind. Of. Like, I don't think financial fair play is what does this do to the financial? Fair? I don't know, right? But it's more on their fucking side of things than I think our problem. I don't think we were like to blame. What okay. do you do? You're to blame. You say, okay, yeah, so like, what do you do? Instead of Paul, well, you cheated. Right. I believe when you cheat, when you cheat, you're to blame. Well, the fans. I mean, there's, there's got to be. A, there has to be a, a divided line. Cooperating. The fans did not cheat. The supporters had are completely innocent in this. This is. Yeah, I say you, meaning Man City, a state-owned club who have got tons of money, tons of lawyers who honestly, they saw a loophole. They saw a way to squeeze out more money to spend and support the club than they would have been allowed to at the time. If they followed the rules, UEFA are also to blame in the shit show. They, they they wrote a a rule that they've been to blame for fucking years. They've been to blame the loopholes for sure. They've been to blame for fucking allowing certain clubs to be, to fucking the royalty of of these clubs to not uh, uh, allow other clubs to be fucking competitive. Like it's it, it, absolutely it doesn't go. It's not just what, no. What the no, I, I I I want to admit this. I'm tired of Man City fans acting like they're being like fucking held back from the the elitist top tier of English football, top tier of world football. Like no, no, no. you guys are your club and your owners are guilty of fraud. You spent more than you should have. You shell companyed the monies around. You hid where the money was. You had people lie on the stand. So I'm going to be the guy who says it's not the supporter club's fault. But when supporters start talking about how they're a small club and they can't break into the big boy club, I'm not having that. I'm just, I have no sympathy for that shit. You're, you're owned by multi-billionaires who are backing your club because they want to break into the Western culture. No, and they broke rules. They're after all women and our job. Championship manager, you know? <laughs> ugly English women, they want them. Yeah. They can have them. Yeah. They, can, they can have them. I will say one thing. Uh, Simi, just, I will defend you in one point, right? Let's not pretend that Man City, let's say it is, let's say if we all think that Man City are this terrible corporation, right? They're not the first people in the world to ever take advantage of a loophole in a business situation. Every business that has existed has done this. Starbucks hasn't paid a penny in tax in the UK it, since they exist. You look, you the look, financial ruins of, yeah, exactly. You want to look like, at FIFA like, for two seconds? Are you ready for Absolutely. Well, we're, so I, I will give you that. Yeah, and that's you. the thing. Like we just have to realize that that this business world with with, with footy and stuff it's a it's a massive, massive fucking business, and and they're following the footsteps of a lot of of the organizations themselves, which is you know 
<laughs> dodgy, dodgy, but you know, it is what it is. Um, all right, guys, I think we're going to wrap up here. We are an hour in and we've, we've taken the piss out of Simi as much as we possibly can. Oh, you guys made thank, my day. Thank, I was looking forward to this. Thank you for joining us. Buddy. Oh, he did it. Uh, Simi, we love you. Like, yeah. You took it. To have you on, it. That's, we were struggling. You were, you've been sweating and red faced this entire time. So I've been worried about, well, I, you know, bad, you've dealt with it all right. Bad. No, uh, I didn't put on the old FPF six. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Okay. I thought maybe it was just, you were just, you know, you, we, were, we were getting out of you too much. Um, <laughs> he was getting grilled going redder. You went, you went from, uh, you went from Zinchenko to Kevin De Bruyne in like, in, in, in the hour that we were I will say he deserved that fucking 100% though. Don't oh, give God. me for oh, a yeah. second. Henderson was even in that conversation. No, 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 no. Right? Like De Bruyne is the best player in the world in my eyes. This, I, I wouldn't argue with that. I think yeah. he's the best with, in the world, and he's he's so pissed. He's off. almost like, too good. He's almost like I at that point where you don't want him to be this. Leon, they were the players behind the fucking line putting his leg down. Yeah, the ball on whatever. All right, well, we're gonna wrap up, fellas. Um, this is episode ninety nine, meaning we have our episode <gasps> one hundred. Great one coming up. Yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, we're gonna try to do something special. We're not sure what it's gonna be. We will put it out there on the socials. So on the socials, note at the North End Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, you know, Facebook. And uh, board and wants to come on, we'd love to have him. We'd love to have him. We'd love to have him. Wait, and, did uh, we talk about thank- drinking at Opera Bob's and drinking a hundred beers? Oh yeah. Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Would you have us? Or well, do, I will treat you to as many beers. We as you could want. do. Anytime we could we do the podcast. We could do the podcast live from Opera Bob's. That maybe is a is a possibility. We could we could we could discuss that. But we'll that we'll, we'll discuss fun. that off air. And uh, thank you for listening to North End Podcast. And we'll be back soon. Cheers, Simi. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Simi. Good chat. Bye. Bye. Bye.